Blog Talk Radio. all these inner planets 
all these inner planets in Taurus, you know, there's this strong, um, what's called the stellium, more than, more than three, three or more planets in the same sign. <clears throat> and um, this stellium in Taurus is that sort of sensory, what it is that you love to smell, or we were walking through the grocery store today and looked like the grocer was taking off all of the old hyacinths that spring flowers, but they were all mostly bloomed, and uh, it's a smell that I like. And it, there were so many of them that hadn't been bought. I guess some had been, these hadn't been, but the flower guy was collecting them. And I walked by that, and it was like, wow, wow, that's such a spring smell. It really reminds me of spring. And um, that's very Taurian. And, in fact, um, Venus was actually square to my moon. So it's interesting because I'm having a lunar return. That means that the moon is where my moon is in my chart. So while the global energy has Venus square the moon, I personally have Venus square the moon. And again, what I was saying, there's a heightened sensory experience, something that can bring some kind of joy or happiness through a tangible physical experience of the world that we like. It could be a meal we like. It could be a smell. It could be a taste. It could be a visual thing. I know I've had quite a few of those today as well. Um, the sky seemed particularly blue to me today. And I, I think that that's all about having a strong Taurus influence in, in the global chart. So moons in, in Aquarius, and uh, it will soon be in Capricorn by tomorrow. So <clears throat> for anyone who's catching me in the archives by Friday uh, the 3rd, uh, we're going to have a lot of Earth in the chart because the moon will be in Earth too. So again, we'll have six planets in Earth, um, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Pluto. And it's a lot of grounded tangible, practical, reliable energy, a desire to comfort our senses, and also a desire to figure out how we're going to um, comfort the senses of others by uh, or the sensibilities of others through Capricorn, because Capricorn is about the way in which we create service uh, for uh, the community in which we live or the community that we work for. So, um, you know, no matter what you do for a job, the what you're doing for that job, for that career, is you're offering that service to the community at large. And this is just a strong energy that's in the global energy, which is why I'm going to continue to talk about this as tonight's topic. Uh, Jupiter, uh, moving quickly now forward in Gemini. It's only going to be for another um, two months in, in Gemini, and then it won't be there again for another 12 years. So we're quickly going on our way to Cancer. It's making a nice trine right now with uh, the moon. So um, if you're out, if you're conversing, if you're with friends, if you are enjoying that good meal, it all fits in line with the current planetary positions. Saturn and Scorpio, uh, you know, it, it, it's been interesting to see some of the things that have emerged with Mars going in opposition to Saturn, and now Mars has passed Saturn. Pluto, uh, sorry, the Sun has passed Saturn. We have uh, Venus passed Saturn a while ago, and Mercury is on its way 
to being in opposition to Saturn within the next week. So if there's been some tug, some pull, we talked a little bit about the Taurus-Scorpio uh, axis on the Eclipse show um, and uh, and how yours, mine, and ours is being called into uh, view. So if you have, um, you know, you're negotiating with someone in a business deal, in a personal relationship, you're trying to figure out what's fair about your relationship, what what's the... Um, What's the middle ground between what you have, what they have, what belongs to the both of you, whether that's business or personal? The energy is very strong for that right now. And month of May, welcome to May, Uranus uh, and Pluto are going to be making the square sometime this month. So it isn't as if we haven't seen enough Uranian Plutonic square energy. We have, but we're going to see more. Neptune, five degrees Pisces getting ready to go retrograde. It's going to be at five degrees Pisces for months. So um, that's a lovely place for Neptune to be. And uh, it's in it. It's getting deeper into its ruling sign. That's Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig, and we're going to talk a little bit about career and astrology. Career and astrology. Um there's a couple of ways of looking at it. First of all, I think it's important to know that there's a whole house in the chart of the 12 houses. There's a whole house that's dedicated to our social position, which career is the biggest part of. And sometimes when people get married or divorced, that can show up in the 12th house also, uh, the, sorry, the 10th house also, because um, uh, that's a part of our social status. But more than that, and especially in today's day and age where women are also working, the 10th house is very much about career. And so we can look at what are the planets in someone's 10th house. We can also look at especially the ruling planet of the 10th house and find where is that in the chart. For instance, in my chart, it's the sun in Scorpio because I have Leo at the midheaven. Leo is the ruling sign of my of my 10th house, and so the ruling planet planet is the sun and i have the sun in scorpio and scorpio rules um all things intuitive i've done you know uh, had a, a career as a holistic doctor and then got a doctorate in theology and have been doing counseling with astrology and also have uh, practiced homeopathy which is also an extremely intuitive um uh, healing art and so all of those things connect with Sun in Scorpio being the ruling planet of my 10th um, house. The other things that are in my 10s that add some more insight into this, the, the path, because, um, you know, Scorpio, I, I perhaps could have become a detective or... Um, you know, or worked more around death and dying. I, uh, some people with a lot of Scorpio in their chart sometimes work around wills and estates and estate planning. They get involved in things like that because those things are Scorpionic. They can also work with the dying, like hospice care and things like that. So um, there's more facets than just astrology, which is also ruled by Scorpio. But in particular, um, I have two planets in Virgo in the 10th, and Virgo is about health and healing a lot very much so it's something also technical so i think i like 
the technical nature of astrology and how the Virgo in my chart connects with the Sun in Scorpio and it comes up with holistic healing, holistic doctoring, homeopathy, um, and astrology, the occult in general, occult science, occult studies, that's, you know, astrology and, and tarot and numerology and all these things are ruled by astrology. So it fits that my career path would go along uh, in those lines. And the career paths of um, basically anybody else are going to be determined by principally what they have in on their... Um, uh, sorry, uh, got caught up there in the chat room. Um, so uh, principally by the ruler of the tenth and also by the planets that are in the tenth. There's more to, I think, the what it is that we do for work because there's also... Uh, the second house, which is the house of money, and the sixth house, which is the house of our service, what it is that we do for service. And interestingly, all three of those houses are the houses that are ruled by Earth. So uh, Taurus rules the second house, and Virgo rules the sixth, and um, Capricorn rules the 10th, and those are the three earth signs. And so when we look at career, when we want to determine what somebody might do for work, what somebody might be uh, proficient at, or where they might lean towards in work, uh, we look at the signs that are on those three houses, planets that rule those three houses. In other words, the second house is the way in which somebody creates their own personal values or their, also their own personal wealth. Uh, because it rules their money, their finances, something very Taurian and very tangible. So we might see the way in which um, somebody makes money is also a part of the career choice that they're going to make. For instance, in my chart, it's Sagittarius is on that cusp, which is also connects me to uh, my path of getting the theological doctorate and working as an interfaith minister. It doesn't make that facet doesn't necessarily make make me the income, but um, but the ruler of Sagittarius is Jupiter, and I have Jupiter in the third, and I am a published author. So you can see that there's money that comes from talking, teaching, communicating, um, and that that connects to the second house. The sixth house again is what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, and part of that is the work. So the sixth house rules are routine. There are other things in the sixth house besides our work, but different from our career, the sixth house is very much about um, what we do at work. For instance, the tenth is saying to somebody, well, I'm an astrologer, but the sixth is actually reading charts. Or the tenth is telling somebody that you're a teacher, but the sixth is making lesson plans and uh, going in and actually standing in front of the classroom. You wouldn't say that that's what you did for your career. You wouldn't say, oh, I stand in front of a classroom. You say, I'm a teacher. And that brings around the idea of careerists connected to social status, which is another, I think, big facet of, um, of, our, uh, of our career choice is sometimes we choose uh, career options and career opportunities that we know are going to be connected to uh, 
who we want to be in the world, you know, who we want to be. And so if we want to be uh, maybe traditional, we choose a traditional career. If we want to be non-traditional, we choose a non-traditional career. If we want to be thought of as an artist, we have to choose some kind of an artistic career, right? If we want to be thought of as wealthy, well, then we're going to choose a career that's associated with wealth. If we want to, if we want to choose, you know, a uh, reputation that's environmental or green, then we're going to choose that kind of thing. Because if someone says, oh, I work in the fundraising department of a non-for-profit, I'm a, you know, a non-for-profit fundraiser, or I'm the head of that department, we get a specific idea of, you know, what that person's character is like in a way based on what it is that they say that they do. And some judgments actually flow from uh, our reputation, which is one reason why we choose them. But all of those things, all those different facets, whether it's about the income that we make or the social reputation that we want to develop or also the day-to-day work that we want to do, Maybe some people would really love to say that they're, you know, a, uh, a medical surgeon, but they can't actually imagine doing that on a day-to-day basis. Maybe some people would like to say they were a lawyer, but they can't imagine actually doing that on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure in L.A. there are a lot of people who would love to say that they want to be in the entertainment industry, but if they've tried it at all, they discover that they don't really want to do it. It's something I know that I've heard heard a lot from a lot of people, like, oh, yeah, I thought maybe, but no, once I, you know, got involved in acting or directing or, you know, I, I was like, whoa, I didn't know that it was going to be about that, and I can't imagine doing that on a day-to-day basis. So the three um, uh, energies of the three houses of Earth, the, uh, the second and the um, the 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 sixth and the tenth, all combine to help us determine uh, what it is that we might like to do for a career or the way in which we might choose a career. Um, I know that if you look at if you look at specific charts of celebrities or politicians, you can see where there's a certain measure of wanting to be noticed or wanting to be a leader certain people who have strong uh, proclivities towards leadership, Uh, whether that's Leo or Aries, um, they would like to be able to take charge, let's say, or they have a visionary amount of fire in their chart and they want to uh, put that energy out there. Um, That's something that we do see a lot in celebrities. I know that we that I often see when I see charts that have a lot of Virgo prominently placed in those in those spots in the chart when I see um Virgo energy I often go right towards technical I'll say to somebody you know are are you technically inclined you know and a lot of the times they are they're working for uh you know um computer hardware uh, telephone companies, you know, not necessarily working like telephone repair people, but that can be a part of it. And um, Or accountants, things that are technical are very earthy. So it's interesting to also think about our career in terms of um, the element in which we predominantly occupy. So if we're looking at uh, an elemental style, that gives us even more of a clue to uh, what we might be looking at in a career. 
I'm going to go over to um, my switchboard. Hi, it's 310. You're on the inside connection. Hi, Hello. Hi. Can you hear How me? How are you tonight? I'm fine. How are you? Can't hear you very well, like you're far away. How's that? Better. Okay. Better. I had you on speaker. That's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> no, I wrote so, you and I said, you know, like like call in if you want to. If you have questions, I'm happy to answer them for you. And you can well, you get know, you know a whole extra insight if you want because right now there wasn't anybody else. It's so funny that one week where blog talk went down, there were like 15 people in the switchboard. Wow. And uh, last week there were a few, but this week, uh, again, uh Nobody, and for me, it's interesting because I'll, like, you know, kind of say my thing, my topic, and um, I should, like I said, if I promote this show sooner than Thursday afternoon, uh, I get I get more callers. Well, so I only listed topic. this show today. And I'm I'm looking at my chart. And All right, let me bring you, it up. Right, let and you, bring it up you of course, course actually, know me and know what I do for a living. But yeah. If you didn't, and I'm looking at, you know, you said the second house, the cusp of the second house, the cusp of the sixth, and the cusp of the um, the tenth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see, I mean, obviously, I've got some planets in the third house, and that might have to do with communicating and teaching because right. of the Gemini there. But what else would you would you say to me, oh, well, looks like you might be a teacher? Well, sure, working with children, because, again, Venus in Cancer is the ruler of that 12th. Uh, sorry, the ruler of the 2nd. I'm sorry, I keep doing that tonight. I'm like, I don't know why. I'm mixing up my numbers uh, for some reason. I think my brain got big today. I took so I my, took Venus, my, I took my son cancer. down to the beach. Oh, <laughs> and the sun was strong. Um, when we're looking at your chart, and um, for anybody who's listening who would like to know, I can tell your birth information, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, caller has May 30th, 1951 at 2.10 a.m. in Brooklyn. And um, we're looking at, uh, you know, her chart in relationship to career and career work. What Yes, what's interesting, right, of course, is that you have Chiron there, so you also have a lesson about um, almost sort of like a personal lesson about having an established reputation because it's Capricorn, right? So Capricorn, where I was saying that I have two planets in Virgo, so that would lead me towards um, some kind of uh, technical work or something detail-oriented, where I, I need to have some kind of a system or some kind of a massive amount of information that 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 suits me because I do the healing through um, these systems, whether it's homeopathy or astrology. Chiron and Capricorn in your chart, without talking too much about the wound, right, that you may have received from your mother, still talks to me about um, the way in which you want to have a reputation through your career. And mm-hmm. because Jupiter is the ruler of your 10th, it's a, it's a very independent reputation. In fact, sometimes uh, when I wouldn't say, like, look at your chart, I'm surprised that you're not in business for yourself. I'm surprised that you haven't authored a book or that you <laughs> haven't opened up, you know, for instance, your own school or you're not you're not involved in opening up your own school or something along that teaching line. Why? It all comes together with 
Sun ruling the sixth, Pluto and Leo in the sixth, Sun in Gemini in the third. This is all Gemini. It's all teaching. It's all writing. Mm-hmm. So that is the ruler of the six is what's guiding your day-to-day activities. But having that Aries in the first house and having the moon and Jupiter connected both to your uh, midheaven makes me think of this chart as independent, extremely independent. And I think I think in your career where you work right now, you do have a fairly autonomous position, don't you? I do. In fact, it's it's actually been quite creative because – Prior to my being there, my position didn't exist, right. and I had the ability to create it. And um, so there's a lot of independence there. Right, right. It's so Which is good. It's Which is good. But still, you know, at some point in your life, you may consider having, you may consider spinning off and owning your own business just to try that. Not as a losing proposition by any means, but just sort of as a, what would this feel like? How would I would want to? What, what? What? In what way could I invest in myself? Where you know you're not going to create any great financial loss, but could you create some kind of financial success? Do you think it would still be an education? At some level, yeah. At some level, yeah. It could be. It could be in astrology. It could be. Okay. It could be. Really interesting. Yeah. And and again, Venus in Cancer ruling the second house in the fifth. So again, there's something creative. There's something working with children. Obviously, at some level, all students are children to the teacher, mm-hmm. you know, because you're the teacher. <laughs> It doesn't necessarily mean little children, right? Yeah, it also doesn't mean that, that, you know, that that word is just, cancer is not really about children at all. It's about caretaking. So Mm. teachers caretake students even when students are adults. Okay. I like that. Huh? I like that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and you... I like that. I I would see myself working with older, older children or young adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and being able to teach them that. And then you also have a planet in the second house, which is, you know, Mercury in Virgo in the second house. So you're you're very much going to be using your mind. Mercury and Taurus. I'm sorry, Mercury and Taurus in the second house. Too much sun. Say it again? Too much sun today. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. (laughs) It's perfectly fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Mercury and Taurus in the second house. Perhaps I'm like in a different, like I'm, um, my, my way of like looking at the chart is different and I'm not just seeing signs. Did I say Virgo? Did I say Mercury and Virgo? Yeah. Uh And I said that because I was looking at Moon South Node in Virgo while I was Mm. saying Mercury and Taurus. Mm. I know it because I was looking at it and I I think my mind's moving faster than my mouth. Because mm, mm-hmm. my, my thoughts are already one step ahead for what it is that I'm saying, so I'm having to slow myself down. <laughs> Mercury in Taurus in the second house, you use your mind in order to be able to make money. And of course, you're, it includes all of that loyalty and reliability as a big part of your chart. Um, because there's the you know the simple values part of your chart, but then there's also 
you know, the connection to fine things. And interestingly, they're very connected to the mind, the thought process. And, you know, where where we talk about having a difficulty distinguishing between the sun sign and the rising sign, but there's often a clear uh, shift between those two. There's often a clear difference between them. Mm-hmm. Here you really see a clear difference between, say, the sun in Taurus and Mercury in Taurus. Because Mercury in Taurus, I think, creates a, a, a real aesthetic in the mind, a real like love of beauty the mind think of how the mind itself is processing the senses now i think of mercury in taurus and i hear music do you have a love of music i do i like music and all kinds of music um i've played music but i don't know that i'm that passionate about music i i do love good things uh-huh so it's not um, music. Is it visual? Mm-hmm. Is it it's probably art? More visual. It's more probably visual. more visual art. My How about food? Are you a foodie? Eh. Not really. Yeah. I, I have issues around food. Food, food is to be eaten. I enjoy it, but I, I have. That's fine. I don't, I don't indulge as, as much but as color. I probably would like to. What's that? Color. What color do I like? You like color. Oh, I love color. Color, yeah. I, I color. see the senses I like, I like as being very connected to the mind. Uh huh. And I'm remember, very if, concerned about my space, the space I'm in. Uh huh. Yeah. That's related to Mercury and Taurus. Yeah, I mean, it's also Mercury is about. It also talks about your ability to learn. So Mercury and Taurus is is somewhat. Uh, it takes its time in getting information in to the memory, but once it's in there, it's in there for good. Yeah, because that's why there's, I can't because have a hard time with those aspects. Say it again. <laughs> that's why I have a hard time with those learning all those aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and you also have a Pluto square to your Mercury. Oh, natally. Yeah. Of a natal square to your Mercury, pretty strong. So what, is that? what is that? Well, besides that, it makes you aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive. Uh, you know, I mean, Pluto square Mercury is an argumentative. You know, where where the where the energy of of Leo, right, mm-hmm. connected to the energy of Mercury when when you want to be stubborn or you want to be sort of, I guess, more like a know-it-all, then that then your stubbornness and your desire to be the center of attention collide. And you can be probably, I would imagine, fairly angry if someone challenges your, <laughs> you know, your belief system, not belief system, your knowledge. Mm-hmm. I have been in the past. I'm le- less so now, I think. Yeah, well, think again, the there's past, that caveat like that. on as we get mm-hmm. older, yeah. we learn to manage the square. You know, we learn right. how to we learn how to soften that energy within within every square is the energy of, you know, the sextile and the trine and the conjunction. Mm-hmm. All all the energy is within is within every aspect. Meaning, meaning that if you simply looked at 
Pluto and and Mercury, you would say a transformational mind, a transformational communication ability, or communication transforms others. It would kind of go back and forth in that way, right? That would be the simple with no aspect in the middle. When you're talking about like something positive, like uh, if you had a sextile there, Pluto sextile Mercury, then there would be an ease of communication that transforms others. Now, that ease of communication can always still exist, even in a square. Well, you know what, Dr. Craig? I can say that over years um, I have been improving in that way. I have, I'm way more tolerant. I'm way more accepting. And my communication to others is lots smoother, lots more, um, um, well, you know, just as you explained it, I, I, I'm communicating at a, at a much easier, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, just a better way. Right. And as a school counselor, as a school counselor, I, you, know, you teach best what you need to learn. So I've been learning to do that over the past 10 years. Yeah, that's fantastic. This was nice to have time to talk to you about the Thank topic you. anyway. It it yeah, it was nice. And um the um and and definitely you can see how those themes of teaching, you know, repeat themselves. Not only do you have that the sun conjunct Mars in the third, so the ruler of the sixth is in the third, in Gemini. So that's a part of your day-to-day activities is communicating and teaching and writing and advising. But it's with caretaking, mentoring, right, where it's interesting because Venus in Cancer is in the house of Leo in the sec- ruling the second. So you have Leo on the cusp of the sixth, but then you're, you have a planet in the fifth ruling the second. You follow those themes? Mm-hmm. So there is some Leo quality. There is some Leo quality there for you. You probably would like to be in front of the classroom. You Were you? Yes, I was for 10 years. Yeah. So you must have liked that. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I was a star. Yeah, you must have really liked that. And, I did. It was um, a lot of work, but I loved it. And it was very creative. Yeah. Well, creative. You said that a couple of times now, like your new job is creative, and that's also... Yeah, um, it is. Mm-hmm. That's also the fifth house, right? That's also Leo. So also then you said you also helped design the position that you're in, which to me seems very Pluto and Leo in the sixth because mm-hmm. it's an ability to transform the place where you are through your own authority, your own leadership quality, right, Leo? Mm-hmm. Through your own mm-hmm. leadership quality, you were able to transform the system that you went into and make your own creative position. I love that. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's great. Well, I think for you, you it's definitely working towards that moon's north node. You know, you're putting some more energy into that, really working on understanding intuitive energy and being able to tap into more imagery, more water. I feel that, you know, especially yeah. with Neptune in your 12th and Neptune in Pisces. And... You know, Neptune moving forward and the way it's going to make some aspects in your chart over the next few years, you're going to really, I think, open up your a new way of communicating. If you want a little insight on that Neptune square Mars, Neptune square the sun, 
Mm. Part of that will be uh, difficult, somewhat confusing, but I would say that if you maintain your studies uh, that that you're enjoying in, um, you know, intuitive arts, that you're yeah. going to find that those that those squares will also be about the way in which Neptune's going to change the way you're communicating, the way in which you're thinking about language and how you're putting it together. And so there'll be a positive side to that as well. Okay, that's great. I'd love that. Well, you have to think, Neptune, Neptune, Gemini, how, what, what are those archetypes, you know? Uh, Pisces, Gemini, I always say it's poetry. Uh, whenever I see that combination, poetry, right? Uh, Bono, mm-hmm. lead singer of U2, has, mm-hmm. I'm almost positive, I can look it up right now, I'm almost positive, he has some kind of Neptune, uh, let me see if I have it in here real fast mm-hmm. before I run out of time, Bono. Born, uh, um, do we ever do Bono's chart? No. May the 10th, 1960, uh, 2 a.m. in Dublin. And, uh, 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 oh, I see. He has, um, he has uh, Mars in Pisces and the moon's south node in Pisces, and then he has Venus, Mercury, and the sun in the third house. It's not Gemini. He just has this combination of making his money through um, Mars in Pisces, which is, to me, like poetry, and then the third house, Mercury, adding all of that Gemini communication language lyricist. I see lyricist when I see... Um, Pisces and Gemini combined But that's not the only um, Combination Because it's very mediumistic To be able to have Pisces Connected to Gemini Because if you can get in and tap into that collective unconscious Then you can verbalize uh, Symbols You know when we wake up and we've had a dream At night Mm. We put words to it Right It's the first thing we do What would you dream about You know you don't just sit there and draw it, but actually that would be the most accurate description of what you dreamed about because dreams are never really in language particularly. They're all symbols. They're all events. They're all um, nonverbal. And so I, I see that combination of Pisces and Gemini being about being able to take... Um, the dream world and convert it into language and the dream world is a very broad topic if you understand from Native American Native American studies that there were like uh, dream time people women in the the village who would uh, go to dream and they would put themselves in places where they would dream about others so that they would have prophetic dreams and then they would wake up and they would tell that person what they had dreamed about in order to help that person um, you know, manage whatever difficulty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever difficulty they were having, the the whole idea of astrology or the tarot, and this is, I think, really good for you to be able to think about, is being able to take that dream, you know, the unlived aspects of an individual's life or the unlived energy that's coming up in their life and being able to convert that into English. 
Do you, um, I, I hear what you're saying. Do you think that, um, you know, I personally, I'm not a big dreamer. I mean, I know we dream. I uh, don't, I don't, I don't recall many of my dreams. Are, are you saying more that if other people tell me their dreams, it's more about helping interpret that for them, putting that into words, yeah, and helping them that see how that of it. No, there's that them. aspect of it for sure. Um, but you can dream more if you want to. Yeah, yeah. So if I, if I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, right. You right. can maybe, dream more if, if you I want to. Maybe if I allow myself you know. to just go there. Uh-huh. You just tell yourself to go there, exactly. Okay. You just tell yourself to go there and you tell yourself to remember them and you don't inhibit that process with alcohol or an alarm clock. Uh-huh. So, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a dream tonight. Yeah. Yeah. May Day, it's a really great time for all of that, you know, because we're, again, we're at a, we're at one of the eight hot spots of the year. So it's May the 2nd. It's that May Day time, you know, it's called Beltane. And it's this energy of maximum creative, maximum grounding of the, the prolific creative experience that came out of Aries. So, um, this Taurus time right now is about grounding our creative process. So it's a very strong time for all kinds of work, no matter what kind of work you want to do, whether it's physical, tangible, intellectual, psychic, it doesn't matter. Now is a time to ground that energy in a tangible way. Okay. That sounds like a great thing for me to start doing, to start thinking about. Awesome. Well, more than a pleasure, you know that. That's why I wrote you. I saw you there, and I yes. was like, call in. Call in. We'll talk about tonight's topic. And Good. for me, uh, that's a blessing because I'd much rather do that than sign off after 12 minutes, which I'm ready to do if I, you know, if I, because once I say what I say, I say it, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I definitely enjoyed hearing um, hearing your talk, of course, and you just giving me some insights on my chart that I just really didn't know existed. Well, Especially that's why I that offered Pluto, that to you. That Pluto square Mercury. <laughs> that's why I offered that to you. You know, I was said okay. like, hey, you're hanging out there. Let's do some free work. Why not, right? Awesome. Good. Okay. Um, listen, well, I hope you have you. a nice night, and I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. So a lovely conversation there with a good friend and um, and lover of astrology. And uh, we talked about careers and the earthy trine and how you can go about determining uh, where you might like to have uh, some insight about your career and the way you work and what it is that you'd like to do in order to be able to develop your social reputation. Um Anyone who'd like to do some independent work with me, you can find me at lahealer.com. And this is always a guest call-in show, so anybody who wants a reading, 213-943-3395. Don't forget it. I will see you next week. I'm going to leave you tonight with I Feel Free. I'm Dr. Craig. See you next Thursday. Hmm.